Hey guys, it's Bobby Rio, and my guest today is Sin. Sin is widely regarded as one of the best pickup artists in the world. In this podcast, Sin and I are going to take a look back at the past decade of pickup. We're going to discuss some of the big revelations you've seen come out, talk about the big breakthroughs in pickup over the past 10 years, and also what he sees going forward. But before we get started with today's podcast, I want to remind you of two very special and very free programs I have available for instant download. At freepuaopeners.com, I've compiled a book full of the most reliable and effective openers I've ever used and a one-hour training session on approaching and opening women. You can grab both of them free at free. P-U-A-Openers.com. That's free P-U-A-Openers.com. Also, at www.makesmalltalksexy.com, I put together a free audio training session and a 27-page report on what to say after the opener, how to keep a conversation going, and how to keep a conversation at a fun, flirtatious, and sexual level. You can grab the report and the podcast at makesmalltalksexy.com. So after this podcast is over, head to freepuaopeners.com and, and makesmalltalksexy.com and grab your free reports. So let's get started with today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Bobby Rio here, and I've got Sin on the phone with me. We've got a, a great conversation in store for you. How you doing today, Sin? I'm good, man. Glad to be here. Cool, man. What uh, what you been up to since the last time we talked? It's been about six months now. Um, I've been running the twelve months to mastery long term coaching program. That's kind of the big thing we've been doing. We had our first annual super conference in um what October? I guess it was late October. Um, or no, I'm sorry, November, middle of November, November fourteenth and fifteenth. Um, we did that in Los Angeles. It was a really great event. All the guys showed up. We had Brad P come out and speak. Cameron Tioni stopped by. Um, we had uh, one of our instructors, the Kurgan, talked. It was a really cool event to see everyone who we worked with over the last year. And then we've got a new group um, that we're actually going to start boot camps with next month in January. So I've been doing a lot of stuff with those guys. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff on products. We did the Flake Elimination Toolkit we released. We we had the Day Game course come out. Um, we've done a lot of a lot of those kind of things. The Get Laid More course is coming um, in February. So I've been working on a lot of product stuff. Um, I've kind of been refining my thoughts on on pickup and stuff. I'm gonna have a lot of new content on kind of what I think game is because I think. Um, over the last little bit, like in my own personal life, I think I, I've seen a lot of different things and ways to apply game that not everyone uses game in the same way. And I think um, one of the big just kind of game realizations I had is that there's no, you can't have a linear pickup structure. Like you can't really have a a step-by-step method for pickup because there's just too many variables. So I think um, one of the big things for me was getting rid of that kind of teaching model and kind of looking more at what the underlying mechanisms were, things like compliance, things like understanding female psychology, things like um, understanding types of attraction and, and that kind of that kind of stuff, frame control, qualification, compliance, et cetera. Um, so intellectually, like I've kind of revamped everything that I taught in the wake of 12 Months to Mastery and some kind of personal stuff that I've been working on. 
So I've been pretty busy. I'm also um, I'm writing a non-pickup-related book um, as well. So got a lot of stuff going on right now. Cool, cool. And, uh, you know, I guess one of the things why I had you on the phone, you know, we're rounding down 2009, and we're also, you know, the entire decade's coming to an end. And this is probably, like, the, the year that, pick up and, and, you know, seduction went mainstream. It, it it came into massive amounts of guys. So just to start the conversation, I just, you know, you, you've been for at least probably, what, the last five years now, a, a real... Uh, about seven now at this seven. point. Um, yeah, like I got, I started doing, going out and doing approaches in like December of three. So yeah, it's been like six, six years basically. So... Yeah. So more than half the decade, you've really been like a huge yeah. part of uh, of the community, and and you know you kind of know what's going on. You know all the, the you know the latest breakthroughs and the, the different teachers. So I was just curious to hear you know your opinion on some of the things that have come out this year and even over the last ten years that have really shaped you and and even going forward. You, you started to hint that a little bit, you know, in in what you were just talking about, but I wanted to dig a little deeper into it. Um, I guess, you know, the first question I had, and, and this is, you know, what you sort of started to get into was, uh, you know, any big revelations or epiphanies related to game that came over, over the last year? That um, I mean, for me personally, there probably were a couple of things that just came from watching 25 guys over the course of a year get better at pickup. Um I think the biggest thing that I got in the last kind of year or so was just the importance of of customizing things to guys' natural advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of a lot of pickup methods want to turn you into a certain type of guy. Um, I think mystery method, for example, not to bash anyone, but Mystery Method wants to turn you into this kind of intriguing, social, fun guy. Um, I think a lot of the RSD stuff, Real Social Dynamics stuff, they want to make you like a fun frat guy, um, party guy, you know, like um, RJ Speed Seduction stuff wants to make you like, you know, kind of this mystical, energy, woo-woo, creepy guy. Um, And unfortunately, you're not going to get the best results trying to be someone else. Like, there are archetypes of success for any guy out there with girls, but I think the big thing is you, you got to get away from... we got, we got to kind of get away from this whole idea that any kind of guy can get any kind of girl with the right kind of game. Like, you're, you're going to find that, A, if you can get every girl... And I've talked about this with a lot of guys. Like, I'm not one of those guys who says I get every girl I approach. I'm pretty realistic about my results. Um... But I've had situations where I get, you know, girls that I, you know, have nothing in common with, and I've I've gotten, like, every type of girl. Um, And I know which ones, you know, are fun to hang out with and which ones aren't. And and I think that's kind of the big thing is you have to be able to recognize what your kind of target demographic is, where you're going to find a lot of girls that you have chemistry and compatibility with and how you can kind of, express your own personality while doing kind of the underlying mechanisms that have to go into, 
meeting a stranger and, and convincing her to have sex with you and, or, or starting a sexual relationship with anyone because I think there's a lot of different things in there that now in this, you know, day and age, I think years and years ago, I think we thought that everything had to go through mystery method and, and that was obviously not true because um, mystery method is like obviously designed for cold approaches. Um, and then I think after that, people kind of rebelled really hard against that you know, I'd say this is like 2007, 2000, 2008, people like rebelled really hard against Mystery Method and Natural Game, quote unquote, got really popular and people were like, okay, we want to now have nothing. And to me, both of those are wrong. The same way that the whole indirect versus direct thing, both were wrong and there's, there's a middle ground and a shade of gray. Um, to me, you need to have certain things in place. Um, just kind of my, my 12 points that I'm going to be talking about a lot, because I think this is really what game is, is um, number one, an understanding of how the process of attraction works, um, notably like the relationship between dominance and attraction, um, understanding of female psychology, like especially fears, emotions, communication styles, and female sexuality. Right off the bat, like if you don't understand how those things work, you're not going to understand a lot of this stuff. And I think there's a lot of material out there that clearly belies a complete misunderstanding of female psychology and a complete misunderstanding of how attraction works. Um, like anyone who thinks that attraction has to do with value um, clearly doesn't understand their evolutionary psychology. Like attraction is is based on dominance. Like that's the one, the most clear characteristic that anyone can draw. I just actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading this book called Women, Why Women Have Sex, which is by uh, Robin uh, by, I'm sorry, I can actually grab the book right here, um, by David Buss and uh, Cindy Meston, who are both PhDs. David Buss wrote the, Desire, the Evolution of Desire and a bunch of those kind of things. Um, and basically, I mean, there's, there's a lot of cofactors to it, but the main statement is attraction and dominance. Like, that's, that's the relationship right there. So um, understanding that, I think, is really important. Next, you have to have your fundamentals together. I'll tell you what. Like, last night, <clears throat> I was out, and we ran into some guys uh, on a workshop, and one of the students was like, he had, he had seen my day game course, and he was talking to me, and he was, you know, uh, he was probably 35 pounds overweight and, and dressed kind of badly. And, you know, that's not, you know, I'm not judging him or saying he's a, he's a loser for that, but... He's talking to me about direct game, and I was like, a lot of the time you're getting like just straight blow-offs, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, because you're, you're, I mean, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're going to have to lose 30 pounds to be able to go direct during the daytime. Otherwise, the girls are just going to screen you out and not stop because they're not interested. You know, like it's, it's I think <clears throat> it's great for marketing for guys to say that any guy can get any girl regardless. And I know RJ, you know, used to write about how you can be fat and don't have to have good clothes and stuff. It, it's 2010. I think we all need to just agree that you're not, if you don't have your fundamentals down, you're not going to get girls no matter what you say or what system you're using. And the fundamentals are just kind of body language, eye contact, grooming, expressiveness, fashion and style, tonality, and physique. Like, you're not... You don't have to be buff or ripped, but if you're 30 to 50 pounds overweight, you are not going to get girls until you lose that weight. Um, that's that's just the way the world works. Sorry. Um, 
then the ability to make other people comfortable with you, which is social comfort. Um, uh, for a long time, people have been teaching that attraction comes before comfort. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. It's evidenced by how you'll see these pickup artists in, in field running attraction material and creeping girls out. The reason they're creeping girls out is because there's no social comfort. They're not comfortable having a conversation with them, and they're doing weird stuff and breaking rapport, um, which brings me to my next point, which is, kind of the ability of knowledge of when and how to manipulate rapport, which I think is is huge because you have to break rapport in order to gain momentum in the attraction phase. Um, once girls are socially comfortable with you and they're, they're, they like having a conversation with you, breaking rapport is how you gain momentum and emotional relevancy in order to, to move into attraction. So, And then you have to know when to build rapport, when to apologize, when to build rapport with groups. Um, which is my next point, the kind of knowledge of how to handle group situations, how to not alienate friends, you know, stuff like that, hold court. Um, mechanisms, skills, and types of attraction. There's three different types of attraction. There's three different types of comfort. There's different types of all of these ideas. All of these ideas were, were kind of defined really narrowly early on. Um, Next thing is attitude, like understanding the attitude of a guy who gets attractive girls. Um, that's something that I've kind of worked on a lot over the last year. I've befriended a lot of naturals. Like I naturally have a lot of female friends, so that part of it was kind of always easy for me, but I've gone out of my way to become friends with guys who are good with girls who don't know about any of this stuff and don't know that I do any of this stuff. And so I've kind of compiled the, a composite of, of kind of the attitude of the guys who I've met who are kind of the best with girls. Um, knowing how to use and build compliance is a huge thing um, that I think most people m misunderstand or don't use. Um, knowing all the types of qualification, like I've always kind of qualifications, always been kind of my my pet peeve and my baby, um, just because it was my major sticking point when I took my boot camp in '04. Um, and I guess my my knowledge of qualification really changed over the last year. Um, just with the idea of reverse qualification, which I think is something that the community um, and, and a lot of dating advice tells you not to do, tells you not to qualify yourself and not to try to get the girl to you know, tell you what she likes about you or do things that are seemingly insecure. Um, reverse qualification, getting the girl to ratify why she likes you is one of the most powerful things you can do with girls if you do it in the right way and at the right time because it, it really it locks in cognitive dissonance where they then, they, they won't flake because they've, they've had to like verbally tell you why they like you um, or, you've, or you've made them say that they're attracted to you or they think you're cute or that you're the type of guy they would date. Um, obviously, you can't do this stuff once until they're attracted to you, but um, just the idea of reverse qualification was like a big thing with me this year because it was something that I noticed that like all naturals will do. Um, and I just the community tells you like don't qualify yourself, don't ask the girl if she likes you, like don't ask the girl if she thinks you're cute. Um, but I, almost every natural I've ever seen in the last year does stuff like that, um, and it locks down the kind of overall compliance at a at an influence level. It makes sense because it's commitment and consistency. So she's she's kind of verbally acknowledging that she likes you, um, which then kind of ties her into further escalation. Um, using movement, I think movement is like majorly underemphasized in the community. Guys don't try to move girls enough. You know you need to get into isolation. You know you need to like walk girls around clubs to get social proof, but a lot of guys don't do that. Um, three types of escalation, you know, which are verbal, physical, and logistical. I think a lot of guys forget the logistical 
um, as well as the verbal. You have to, you know, hit on the girl and let her know you like her. And then frame control and, and sexuality. Like, that's kind of, to me, those, those 12, 13 points are really what game is. Um, and figuring out how to adapt those to the situation you're in is, is kind of what we, we teach in 12 Months to Mastery. Excellent. And, you know, you, on a personal level, you know, going forward, I mean, like, what are your personal goals for yourself in regards to game and, and sort of, um, you know, putting your focus on? Um, I mean, I think for me, I'm always just kind of, like, trying to get hotter girls. Like, kind of, I mean, like, that's, that's my, my thing is I always think I, like, I want to, I want to, I want to bang, like, like, um, B-list celebrities and stuff now, like reality TV stars. Like, I had one girl who was on The Bachelor when I lived in Dallas, and um, now I'm kind of, like, into that and trying to move into, like, higher status girls. I took, like, the last year and a half, and I, like, focused exclusively on, like, hot club girls and cold approach with hot club girls because it pissed me off that, like, everyone was like, oh, the only way to get hot girls in a club is, like, to do social circle game. Like, social circle game definitely works, but... Um, it's a lot of built-in work. Not that learning to cold approach these girls isn't a lot of work. I mean, either way, you're going to do a lot of work. It just depends which kind you you really want to do. But um, yeah, so I mean, I had a lot of I had a lot of the last year. All my stuff is basically on like the top one percent of one percent, right? Like the the hottest girls out there. Like I lived in Miami for six months, and I just I basically just tried to date the professionally pretty, as I like to call them. Um, and so, like, I have a lot of insight into that that kind of stuff. I have a lot of insight into, like, the different ways that those girls, like, use frame control. I have a lot of insight into the different ways that they use all sorts of things. Um, so that was kind of my, my last year kind of stuff. I mean, unfortunately, it's not really, like, uh, you can't really make a product out of it. I can't be like, here's how here's everything you'd ever want to know on, like, the hottest girls that none of you guys are gonna, going to approach. Um, so... No, you it's, know what's funny uh, about that is that, is that like that'll be the the guys that that have yet to be able to approach a six or a seven. They'll yeah. have that product. Of, like, I want. I mean, like, like 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 these are the girls that like when I first moved down to Miami. Like I'm a pretty experienced guy. Like I, I've been doing this for five six years. Like these are the girls where I was ta- I was approaching them on like Lincoln Bullet on like Lincoln Road in my in South Beach, and I was like shaking because they were that attractive. Like, um. So yeah, I mean, like it's it's just that was. To me, it's always like I don't like having those kind of limits, you know. And I think you you kind of you want to be able to do what you want to do, you know. Like I'm not saying you have to be able to get the hottest girls in the world to be like cool or have game or anything, but just for me, it was one of those things that um, I noticed that you know a lot of guys didn't really get these girls or even approach them in the in the community and. Um, there were just different ways that they behave. Like, I would just notice, like, just from everything from, like, the way they react when you start a conversation to them to the way that they, like, react to physical escalation, just everything was different. Um, And I didn't really have anyone to compare notes with because there wasn't really anybody who was doing the same kind of stuff, you know? Like, the other guys who were getting hot girls were kind of doing it through social circle and through, like, you know, getting introduced and stuff. And that's cool, but, like... I don't really, like, I don't know, you know, I travel a lot. I'm never in, like, one city for too, too long. So it's, like, for me to, like, work on establishing that is kind of a lot of work. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I was like, it was kind of like going back to zero because I was like, okay, like now I'm definitely dealing with something else. Um, and there were just a lot of things that like you just can't do, you know, like like a lot of the different schools of thought were just wrong, right? Like some schools of thought would say like, oh, you're supposed to like disqualify these girls and try to lower their value. The thing is. Um, if you try to do that with a really hot girl, like, she's just going to walk away from you or, like, she's going to back turn you. Like, she's not going to even play that. You can't break social comfort with them like that because they're not, like, they're not going to, they're not going to engage in that. They're smarter than that. Um, they're just very, very socially savvy. They'll break, they break sexual frames, too. Like, you'll, you'll try to use cold reads, like, um, you know, or sexual framing stuff and they'll, they'll break the frames. So there was there was a lot a lot of stuff. I mean, it probably took me a good year and a half to kind of get up to up to probably where I was with with you know eights, nines, and sevens before with these like these super hot girls. Um, and the other thing is like you have to live a specific type of place to meet these girls. Um, and then you have like all of the all of the actual dating issues. Like I dated one girl who ended up being an escort down in Miami. Um, interesting. So you have a lot of a lot of different stuff going on in that kind of high caliber club girl world. Yeah, I think uh like you did that does bring up a good point. It's a lot of guys that actually are sitting around like you know, really wanting these kind of girls have no clue what they're getting themselves into when you're dealing yeah. with the, the um you really you really don't and like it's um it's one of those things where like for me I I don't like I don't seriously date girls I meet in clubs. Like <laughs> I just don't not 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 really not really the best way to go about things. So but I mean like they're definitely hot and it's definitely it's definitely interesting and you, you learn some weird stuff about human psychology from interacting with them. Um, but yeah, I mean the lifestyle stuff is I think the biggest misnomer and mis mis informed kind of uh, idea because no one writes about what these girls are like after you get them and I was just like I was kind of awed and and disgusted at the same time and I mean some of them were really cool some of them were really really awesome but I mean some of them were just not good but I mean I think that's part of that is is just that the nightclub industry in general where you're going to find the girls who look like this are it kind of attract kind of attracts scumbags right like it's not not exactly the uh, the moral and righteous brigade. Yeah, I hear that. I I guess the next question that that I had, uh, and and you don't have to you know think hard. Just the first thing that pops into your head, kind of answer is is over the last ten years, you know, game, you know, it's evolved from from where it was in in let's say ninety nine. What do you personally think was like the big innovation? You know, whether it be for you or just or just something that that came out that kind of clicked and changed everybody in a positive way? Oh, I mean, I think, it, I think it was definitely probably, like, the the whole beginning of the game crew. I mean, I definitely think those guys really, um, with Mystery, and, and Mystery just kind of deciding he was going to teach guys in field and, and stuff like that was probably the big thing because I think that was when that was when stuff actually became legitimate, you know, until until guys were actually ready to go out in the field with people and demonstrate that they could do this. Um, it was always going to be kind of just a place where it was kind of murky information marketing, you know, like anyone could say anything, and because no one, 
no one saw. It wasn't nothing was was verifiable, you know. But when Eric decided that he was going to take guys out, I think that that really led things like in leaps and bounds. And say what you want about Eric and his philosophy and the rigidness of it. I mean, I think that that really started a snowball that got guys like you know TD and and other big community figures involved. Neil and the book and the publication and the promotion from the book. And and I think really it all kind of started when Eric couldn't make his rent one month and decided he'd charge people six hundred bucks to teach him to pick up girls. So, I mean, to me that's that's kind of the biggest the biggest jump forward um, in anything. And then I think I think the second biggest jump forward probably happened you know, around 2006, late 2006, when when guys started um, kind of rebelling against the mystery method and the kind of indirect opinion opener school, and they realized that there's more than one way to get laid and that, you know, people were having sex before mystery and, and they weren't nagging in the first 30 seconds. So I think those those two things were really kind of the big, the big pushes. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting uh, you brought up the whole idea of them going into boot camps because I never really thought of that way. But just the confidence alone that it, it kind of instills in a lot of the guys that are uh, learning this stuff by actually knowing that it is verifiable and it's not just a bunch of guys bragging with no way to back it up. Really, it's you know sort of like the four-minute mile type example of knowing that that you know that the guys are walking the walk and uh, able to do it really must help guys who who may have previously had that doubt of like, well, you know, he could stand up on the podium and tell me he could walk up to any girl and get her phone number or hook up with her in, in a few minutes. But yeah, well, I mean, like, and you would also have kind of, like, ridiculous stuff, right? Like, there's an old speed seduction on the Basic Home Study course, which came out, I think, in, like, 90... Two ninety three. I mean, like it was originally on tapes. Um, and there's a guy who gets up and he's like, "I'm 300 pounds and I'm now sleeping with 83 percent of the women I approach." And and that was accepted back then. And people were like, "Oh my god, wow!" Whereas now, like, if anybody who's not famous tells me that they approach that they sleep with 83 percent of the people, the girls they approach, I'm like, "You're a liar." I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm sad that you feel the need to lie to me. But um. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's that was like a big thing, and and now like the really, 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 really full of shit people were kind of weeded out, um, and now you're just left with the the really, really full of shit people, the guys who can like talk to girls but don't actually ever get laid, and and still teach guys like they do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just the interesting the uh, the you know the marketing behind this and how it's changed over the years and stuff and uh, what guys actually demand of of the guys teaching them you know on, on one hand like you said it's it's a good thing because it does get rid of a lot of the the shitty guys and uh, it also you know it, it makes people um, you know a, a little stricter on what they're willing to say, which is a good thing as well, because you don't have like that the false. Uh, you know, yeah, I think it does, but I mean, like, there's definitely a guru out there who like sends out emails saying he pulls ninety three percent of the time, um, and like I'll, I'll run into him every now and then, and like he never is pulling, and I always want to be like, bro, like you got to pull the next 12 nights straight because if you're pulling 93% of the time, that's 12 out of every 13 nights, and you didn't pull tonight, so you better get your 12 straight on. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think like or, or like there's other guys who are like out there and have they're like have claimed to gotten getting like five thousand blowjobs and I'm just like, You're so full of shit. Like just shut up. Like nobody cares. You're cool. Like I just wanna like pat them on the back and be like, Bro, we think you're cool. It's cool. Like you don't have to lie to us. It's like that ice cube song, you don't have to lie to kick it. Like I'm just like, You don't have to lie, it's cool. Like we like you. It's cool. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I, I've had, you know, in the last few years of running TSB, I've had a chance to like meet a lot and a lot of the guys, and it's like, I don't think guys understand that you, you get a lot more respect from somebody when you just like you just be yourself and you're honest. Like when I meet a guy and, and he's like pulling out his laptop to show me the pictures of the girls he gets and shit, and I'm like, if you're going, Dude, I, I, that was exactly what I was about to say. Like it's so bad now, like. I don't want to be that guy so much that, like, there's this this girl that I'm seeing now who, like, is just, like, ridiculous. Like, she's a fetish model, and she sends me naked pictures, and I, like, I don't even show my friends, because I'm just like, I can't be that guy. Like, I can't be that guy. Like, I'm just like, nope. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. Like, I just can't do it. Like, I'm just like, nope, nothing. Like, I'll be like, oh, my God. And, like, they're like, what? I'm like, nothing. No, nothing. No, nothing, nothing over here to say. Um, yeah, when people bust out the pictures, it's just like, Really, like, what are you doing with your life here? Yeah, yeah. I guess sometimes, you know, sometimes I give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think. Or, or, the, or the guy, or the guys who like to tell you how many girls they're dating in the first like five or six minutes. That's that's another one of my favorites. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I don't think people, you know, the basic communication skills is like honesty is disarming, and it's like. If you really want to impress, like, you know, I, I look, I, I know that a lot of guys, if I'm talking to them or, or I'm meeting them out at, at a bar, they look at me sort of like a reporter and they kind of know that, not that I'm going to go write something, but they know that, that there's a chance that, like, it, it, it could be exposed. But you don't realize that when you're dealing with somebody, it's like, you just drop it. And, and even if you say something like, yeah, I f you know, I, I, f I hooked up with a fat chick last week, you know, like, it makes me a lot less suspicious, and now everything you say going forward, I'm going to be more apt to to kind of trust you, whereas if you start right off going, I pulled a perfect 10 last night, and, and the night before I had a threesome, now I'm going to be just looking for holes in your story, and, and you know, and, and I'm probably going to find Here's the thing, right? Like, the interesting rub about that whole thing to me is that one of the basic rules that everyone teaches, I don't care what system you're 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 learning, Everyone out there who's teaching pickup, one of the first things they teach you is don't qualify yourself. Like, don't try to brag. Don't try to impress people right off the bat. Like, that's unattractive. Yet, what do 99% of the teachers in the community do as soon as you meet them? They start giving you their resume, like, every time. I'm just like, oh, okay. I mean, and like, the thing is, if you're good with girls, you can tell who else is good with girls. Like... I always tell this story about Brad P. Like, I used to think Brad P. was a charlatan. This was back in, like, 2005. Uh, before I'd ever met the guy, he was just putting these wild lay reports up that were just so much better than anything else anyone else was doing that I was just like, this guy's got to be full of shit. Um, so I was doing a seminar in New York um, at one of the studio places that the New York lawyer does stuff at, and uh, I found out Brad P. was there. And I met the guy in the hallway for, like, a minute, and I was like, nah, that guy's not full of shit. I was like, that guy gets a lot of girls. <laughs> Um, and it was just, I mean, you can just tell. Like, you can tell when someone gets girls and you can tell when they don't. Um, once you have any any sort of idea of socializing and stuff, there's just things that you notice, like eye contact, like, 
vocal tonality, like the way they're dressed, their the amount they speak rapport, like humor. There's just things that that you can tell, okay, this is someone that I can see why girls would like this guy, and this is someone where I don't even get it. And and if you don't really get it, they probably aren't that good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's uh, funny. I mean, there are guys I really don't like in the pickup scene that I'm like, yeah, I can see why girls like them. Like, I fucking hate them and think they're douchebags, but I, I could see why a girl would like them. Yeah, I mean, it's that way in, in any you know, any social environment, you know, there's guys that, uh, you know, you go to college with or high school and you're like, you hate the guy and you, and you yeah. hate it even more because you can see why girls like him and it annoys yeah. you because you're like, fuck, why, well, you know, like, but, uh. Yeah, but you get it. I mean, like, that's, that's why, like, when you get like, guys like, I hate to, I hate to single him out because it's like, he's just, it's the most ridiculous case. When you get a guy like Sean Stevenson, right, who's like in a wheelchair and like, you know, four foot something, and he's sitting there going, "I get land like a rock star." It's 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 like, dude, like if if, if Sean Stevenson was just like, you know what, I have a normal dating life, you know, like I I'm able to consistently date girls, I have you know a girlfriend, I'd be like, wow, that's really cool and inspirational. But like when you sit there and tell me you get laid like a rock star, like I'm sorry, I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Sorry. I, I... I'm glad you said it. Like, I don't know if I, you know, how politically yeah. correct it is. Well, I'm not the asshole in the community. Like, I am just, yeah, I firmly, I firmly put the asshole hat on, and I'm cool, because I'm like a not full of shit person. Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't sit here and say that I, like, get every, like, hot girl I approach, and that, like, as soon as I talk to them, girls start sucking me off. Like, I mean, I, I sleep I, I sleep with a decent amount of what I consider and what most people would consider to be really attractive girls. I sleep with some ugly girls, too, when I get drunk. Definitely happens. Definitely happens. People run into me drunk, and I'm, like, out of my mind, and sometimes I fuck some fat girls. does happen. But, I mean, I for me, like, I'm always dating three or four girls that I'm super physically attracted to that I get along with really well, and that's, you know, that's kind of all I want in terms of, in terms of my dating life, like, I don't, I, you know, like, I like I like girls that I get along with who are, like, sarcastic and have great senses of humor and are into art and movies and stuff, and I'm, I'm able to find and get those girls really consistently. Um, so I, I just think when, that's, that's cool to me, you know, like, I'm not, I don't want to get every girl or, like, any girl, you know, it's, it's not, it's not really my goal, it's not what I, what I want to teach guys to do, like, for me, it's all about, it's all about finding the girls that you really get along with, that you're also super physically attracted to, because there's no point in being with someone who doesn't really do it for you, um, you know, in terms of attraction, like, if you're not really attracted to a girl, that sucks, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I just think because of that, like, I'm kind of, I'm outspoken, because I'm, like, I, you know, I just that's that's my personality. Like, I just don't like I don't really hold my tongue. I like not say things because it's it's not you know cool. And that's the thing is like no one can really say anything because I say everything bad about myself. Like people are like, oh, he's an asshole. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. I I, I definitely call people out. I'm shit, and I, I I like making fun of people. And I and sometimes I fuck less attractive girls. Those are the two two pieces of ammo people can throw. And I'm like, yeah. You're right on both of them, but that's that's basically it. Now let's talk about stuff you guys do. Um, so I just I don't know. Like I I just think everyone should just be more honest about their stuff and and be more realistic about the dating process because that's going to lead to more guys getting what they want out of this. Because like most guys 
don't get into this to be some sort of, like, mega player, like, guy. Like, I mean, most guys don't even want to, like, be, like, a serial fucking dater like I am, you know? Because uh, it's a lot of work. Like, if I had a real job, I probably couldn't have the dating life that I have, you know? Um, so it's, it's like, for most guys, like, most guys can't, like, the biggest thing is, like, same night lays, right? Like, I kind of taught the same night lays course that kicked off this whole craze. Um, and I just taught it because, like, it was what I was working on at the time, and it was kind of what I was doing. But, um, like, most guys, if you have, like, a 9-to-5 job, you're not doing same-night lays in the, in the middle of the week because sometimes you don't sleep with a girl on the same night until, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. Um, you know, and if you got to get up at 6.30 to go to work, like, you're just basically wrecking your life. So it, it's it's one of those things where people have to be realistic about what they want and what they can get out of dating, you know? It would be great if we could all, you know, be fucking the, the you know, super amazingly hot go-go dancer. But to, to be the kind of guy that that girl is going to hook up with is going to take a major lifestyle overhaul um, as well as some serious games. So it's, it's doable, but for most guys, it's not doable within their lifestyle and within um, what is actually feasible for them. You know, like, most guys are not going to be able to, if you wanted to get a go-go dancer, you're not going to get her off cold approach. Like, that's one of those girls where you have to get her off of social circle because your value is just so low trying to cold approach her, right? So that means you have to make friends with people who work in the club. That means you have to befriend a manager or someone of really high status, manager, owner, not just a promoter because you need to have higher value than the girl. Um, then you need to you need to establish the fact that you're around for, you know, a month or two, get introduced to her until she starts conversations with you, at which point you you can, like, number close and move from there. But, I mean, that's a that's a couple-of-month process. I've done that process, you know? Um, and so if you're a guy who, you know, can only go out on weekends, like, you've got a major... You're shooting yourself in the foot and trying to get that girl, right? But you could get a girl who's that as hot as that girl. You just have to find a girl who fits into your lifestyle who's going to be as physically attractive. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of guys don't think because they think like, oh, you know, well, like if I say the right thing, if there's some sort of magical pickup line out there, like I can throw it at the at the go-go dancer and she'll be magically entranced. And it just the the world doesn't work like that, you know? It's 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 not not reality. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's, uh, you know, it's funny, because a lot of the guys that, that learn this stuff, they, you know, they spend all this time wanting to learn how to get better with women, and then the minute they get halfway decent, they just wind up in a relationship with some girl that they know in, from work or something anyway, and it's yeah. like, well, you know, if that's all you really wanted, you could have just saved yourself a shitload of time and just concentrated on the fundamentals instead of buying, like, you know, the a, you know, every super how to get a threesome type shit if, if you're never yeah, exactly. using it anyway. But now, I mean, what, uh, I guess, you know, if you can go back right now to, what was it, 2004 and uh, yeah. starting out and, and just give yourself like one piece of advice that you might not have known back then, what what would you tell yourself? Um, okay, if I was starting out now, I mean, I did a lot of stuff right when I started out, you know, like, I, 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 it wasn't because I, you know, had thought it out or anything, it was just because in, like, December of 2003, there wasn't the book, The Game, there wasn't a ton of information, 
Um, you know, I wasn't on Mysteries Lounge. I just was on FastSeduction.com. So I just found an opener, and I read that you should go approach 50 sets a week, and so I just went to the mall, and I approached 50 sets a week with the same opener. So, I mean, that stuff, that's exactly what I recommend guys do now. You know, not as many approaches, maybe, but... um you gotta just you gotta start simply by just getting out there with an opener and starting conversations over and over again. Um, the big thing for me was I lost a lot of time because I read too much stuff and um, I I got too much intellectual understanding and I I drew from too many sources so I went down a lot of roads that were wrong instead of instead of kind of. Um, just focusing on on one or two things at a time. Um, what else would I say? I'd say um, I would have definitely focused more on on touching and um, on um, more high social pressure situations earlier on because I think that stuff's really really important and nobody really was talking about any of that when I started. Um, and then I would, I would, I would definitely say don't be as dogmatic as I was because I got, I got really dogmatic about Mystery Method to the point where, like, if something didn't exactly conform to Mystery Method, even if it looked like it was working, I would think it was wrong. Um, and that, that probably cost me some time in terms of how long it took me to get good. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I see a lot of guys doing, too, is that they, uh, you know, they find a guy, and like I, I, I even found myself doing this because I have some, some, some friends who, uh, you know, they've never read the game, they don't know anything, and these guys, you know, my one friend pulled a, a threesome in a Hudson Hotel in New York two weeks ago. The guy's never studied anything from, from game, nothing, you know, and I find myself like criticizing him, you know, not not yeah. so much now, because, but like two, three years ago, I found myself like criticizing him because he he didn't do this or he showed too much interest and. I'm like, wait a minute, his shit's working. It's been working as long as I know, and I'm hoodoo, you know, maybe other things. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, I call it part of what I call PUA syndrome, right? Um, which basically happens when a guy gets too much intellectual understanding to go with his real-world ability to apply it, right? So what happens is, because you read all this stuff, and it sounds great, right? You're like, oh, you should not supplicate. Women are attracted to alpha males scientifically. Like, if I'm just dominant, then women are attracted to me. And monogamy is not normal. Um, and you get these guys who they feel better, um, especially because the community tends to denigrate normal, non-community guys by calling them AFCs. Um, you'll get guys who, like, every boot camp, we used to go to, like, dinner and stuff, and we'd see, like, guys out with their girlfriends and, and students who hadn't been laid in two years. We're like, look at that AFC with a taking that girl out to dinner. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he has a chance of getting laid tonight. You you don't. So um, you should not really be talking about him. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, these guys, they feel like they're, they're better or smarter because they're part of this subcult community. Um, and then, you know, they tend to think that they're better than they actually are. They give advice on things they don't, they haven't actually done. Um, they tend to attach their entire self-esteem and outlook on the world to what the girl's reactions to from their pickups are. Um, all they can talk about is game. Um, they, you know, they see everything as, like, a test or, like, something that has to be passed. They they assume that a girl's always shit-testing them. They they think every guy is trying to lower their value and steal their girls. 
Um, they think girls are out to, like, use them and, and fuck with them and waste their time, and, and it's just a really, really bad place to be. Um, I was there for a while, and um, now I, now I kind of try to point it out to people. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like, a big a big part of it is you're just, like, you, you want to you wanna feel like you because you, you identify so much with the fact that you, like, understand the process of attraction and that you get girls that, um, when you see someone who's getting girls, but it doesn't like conform to your reality, you find the need to like tear it down because it's it's like threatening to something that you like look at good about yourself to get to get on the psychoanalysis tip about it. But um, yeah, I mean for me, the big switch came when I just decided I wasn't going to be dogmatic and I was going to give everything a chance because then um, I started to just see all this stuff that was not you know, categorized, but worked so well. And I was able to just make massive progress because I wasn't looking for reasons why something worked. I was looking for reasons why it worked. Yeah. The last thing, you know, in that in that little bit of information you brought about start starting, you know, telling yourself something that I thought was interesting, is just the idea, like you said, of sticking with one thing and even... Uh, Sort of to plug, like, you know, courses like your 12 months to mastery type courses that uh, I think had those more courses like that been around even back, you know, when I started as well. It's something that I regret is that a lot of guys, I think, get into this and they just jump from guru to guru and they don't, and it's like they read all these conflicting things and it kind of puts them in a uh, a mode of, like, always wanting to be learning more and, and, and getting different ideas, but you know, had you, had you, had I, at least I look back at myself, you know, looking back to me, had I just found a coach who just, you know, worked with him for a year and, and he didn't let you quit, and that's really not 50, 50 to more percent of it is just not giving up with pickup, you know, like the first four months are going to be the hardest, you know, five months, and you have somebody to stick with for an entire year, you're just going to gradually get better and better, and at the end of the year, it's going to be a huge difference rather than, you know, you're you're in that like continually. You're like a continual newbie because you learn a little bit and then you move on to the next guy. And you learn a little bit of his system and then you move on to the next guy. And uh, I think that the information overload right now with got with guys is just killing them. And uh, so I'm glad to see that. Uh, you know, you and a handful of other guys are putting out these longer mentorship type programs that I think are really helpful for guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's the only way to learn. It's just it's it's unrealistic to say that you can learn all this stuff in a weekend. Um, there are guys who do. They generally tend to already be okay and their big problems are like approach anxiety related and once they, you know, see they can approach, they they start to do a lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for the average guy who's doing this stuff, there's so much stuff to work on um, that it does take a while and that's just the reality of it. And it's it's, you can't, you can't get frustrated by that. Like, I still feel like I'm learning. It, it like, it annoys the shit out of people who know me because I bitch about my game all the time. Like, and, I mean, like, in the face of overwhelming good results, I'll complain about things. And um, it, it annoys my roommate to death. He's just like, shut up. He's like, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> and um, but, but, I mean, for me, like, that's important because, like, I feel like the day you start feeling like, because I, I went through that where I was like, oh, I've got the best game in the world. Like, oh, I'm the second best pickup artist in the world. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I probably didn't learn anything for, like, six months in that period. And now now I'm just, like, I'm continually learning. I'm continually 
you know, finding better things to work on, you know, and just, just doing it that way. And I think that's that's kind of a better a better overall way to look at it is that you're always, cause, I mean, you're never going to be done with this stuff. I feel like guys are like, some guys are waiting for kind of a, a finish line and there is no finish line. Like you're always going to be dealing with girls. You're always going to be getting better at some sort of aspect of dealing with girls, whether it's, you know, being in a long-term relationship, whether it's, you know, getting back out of a, out on the dating scene after a long-term relationship, whether it's, you know, dating a couple girls at a time, whether it's trying to get laid as much as you can, whatever your your kind of overall idea on what you want your life in terms of girls and, and dating to look like doesn't change. Like, you know, you never end, you know? Like, if you get married, you still have to keep that marriage fresh and, and do stuff like that. So I think that's, like, a big thing. Um, another big thing is just kind of the illusion of control. Um, that's that's something that I've, I've been talking about a lot this year. It's kind of become one of my one of my throw around phrases because I just think as a new guy, most new new guys who get into this, they they have the illusion that you can control more things than you actually can. Um, you know, they think that like if they learn enough stuff, and I think like when you were talking about going from guru to guru, that's a big one because they think okay, if I take this stuff from Guru A, like let's say someone comes to me and I'm like, real talk, like you're gonna get you're gonna get rejected, you know, fifty percent of the time probably, even when you're really good. Um, if you get five out of every ten girls you talk to in bed, you're the best pickup artist in the world, bar none. Um, but here's things you can do to really consistently build a life and a skill set to where you will always be able to have girls you like that are you're attracted to. Um, but they don't like that, right? Maybe they maybe they don't like the 50% rejection. So they go to another guru who, um, you know, promises no rejection, tells them they're never going to get rejected ever again. And so now a lot of the guy, that guy's stuff is going to conflict with my stuff, right? Because, um, you know, part of my method is based on, on blow me or blow me out. It's based on escalating the interaction and either getting the girl to... to get sexual fast or to leave me alone because I just don't, I don't want to run four hour sets where I'm staring into the girl's eyes and like telling her about how she's hijacking my brain and I, I can't stop thinking about her. Like that's not my, it's not my style. So, um, you know, so they go to another guy who like, maybe that's his style is to like get really deep connection and then they start throwing the deep connection stuff in with my stuff and it doesn't really fit and now you've got a hodgepodge. Plus, you take the fact that in the beginning, you know, for most guys, they're not even going to get past the five-minute conversation mark um, unless they have a market advantage or they already have, like, decent social skills or they're just really into social pressure and they can stand there and take the neutral reactions and the bad looks, right? So that's another thing. Then you throw in the cognitive biases of the guy's learning pickup, right? Like, some guys are really anti-routines. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're really anti-routines, you might want to not try to do pickup because you're going to answer a lot of the same questions over and over again, and you're going to need to share a lot of the same information about yourself over and over again. It may not be a routine, but it's definitely the same. So, yeah. Um, so a lot of guys have a kind of bias against that. So now they're going to be more inclined to like a guy who promises natural game or some guys are going to be more analytical and they're going to be more inclined for like routines. They think routines are the be-all and end-all. Um, and no one really wants to admit that the problem is everything, 
right? When when you get into the secret underground internet seduction community and you start buying these products and going out and doing pickup and it's it's really not working, it's because the problem is everything. Like the problem is your body language, your fundamentals, your voice, your frame control, your fashion, your style, your personal communication style, like your the things you talk about, the stuff you do in your everyday to day life. Like that's the problem. Um, and so in order to go from that to getting attractive girls, first of all, you got to make a stop in going from there to being able to get these average girls. Like that's, that to me is always like a really funny thing to me when people like criticize quality of girls. Like off cold approach, it's hard to get a six to sleep with you. Like I the guys who were criticizing, like they couldn't get a six to sleep with them off cold approach. Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's not, this isn't like, oh, a six you work with in your office and have three months to, like, have a little flirtation with. Like, you guys who are criticizing, like, other people's girls and stuff, let's see the girls that you guys get off same night lays. Like, you guys, if you guys can consistently sleep with, with a, a different five a week, I'd be very surprised. Um, so, I mean, like, that's something that guys, guys think you can go from, like, being a virgin to getting, like, a fucking supermodel. You can't. Like, you just, girls, the big thing with girls is that girls read confidence like a fucking aura. Like, you have to be able, and it's a skill. It's it's learnable. Like, I, I, I'm not arrogant enough to say that I'm, like, 100% and I can do this all the time, but, you know, like, you have to be able to walk up to the hottest girl in the bar and look her in the eye and talk to her like it's not a big deal. Um, and most guys who first get into the community can't even think about doing that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's true. And, and, you know... And, like, they, they'll smell the fear in the water. Like, girls can tell when they intimidate you. They're very good about... Especially hotter girls, because they're so keyed in on status and, and, and kind of what type of guy you are. They, they know... So I remember when, like, I, I started, like, kind of stepping up to the hotter girls in the last year and a half. Um, like, sometimes they would just, like, blow me off for no reason, and it was just, like, they could just tell that I was not the type of guy who got that type, this type of girl. Like, they were just like, no, not, not right. Something's off, you know? Um, and that's kind of, that's, like, a big part of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different stuff that goes that goes into it. Yeah, in, interesting what you said before. You know, wanted to move on uh, in a minute to follow up game, but just to, to close on what you were saying is, yeah, the uh, the guys that don't generally get any girls. You know, the guys that go home or they they might not even go out. You know, they're so so yeah. withdrawn from. They don't realize it. it's not super easy to, to to hook up. You know, like they 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 yeah. see a guy go out and they they get a five or a six. Well, you know what, like like. For five years of college, like, you know, me and my friends would go out, and we'd be perfectly happy with fives or sixes, and it wasn't like you could just pull them just because you go out and get them. You know, it's still pretty fucking hard, you know? Like, sometimes it's even harder when you're dealing with girls, because, like, especially when you're drunk, and they know you're drunk, Mm -hmm. and they know that's the only reason you're hitting on them, they're even more, uh, you know, uninclined to talk to you than some of the hot ones, and, uh... Yeah, no, I mean, we definitely, like, before I found the community, me and my group of friends who were losers in, in college and high school and, like, were going to the same parties all the time, we tried lowering our standards. It worked. didn't work for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we weren't cool enough to get fives and sixes back then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just think that that's, and I think 
guys have to learn that, like, you have to get used to dating and, like, being around girls, and you're not going to be able to jump to the most desirable women first because you're going to do a million different things that are going to tell them you're not this guy. Yeah, I totally agreed. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to our latest interview with one of the greatest pickup artists in the world, Sin. You can learn more about Sin at his blog, sinsofattraction.blogspot.com. Also, don't forget to head over to freepuaopeners.com and grab your free book of over 177 pickup artist openers and a free one-hour audio class on opening and approaching women. You can also go to makesmalltalksexy.com where I put together a report on keeping a conversation going. So that's freepuaopeners.com and makesmalltalksexy.com. Check them both out for some free reports.